welcome to this Sunday time of worship and to our mothers, those whom we know as mothers. A blessed and happy Mother's Day to you. I hope you know the blessing and love that is due you this day and that you know the presence of God, the affirmation of those who love you. As we gather in worship, I will offer words of prayer for our moms. And again, pray this is a blessed day for us all. I offer this call to worship. Come, God gathers us for worship, like a mother hen gathers her brood under her wings. Our God, loving and nurturing, in love, God saves and supports us, teaching us the way we should go. Trusting in God, we continually offer our praise.
remember the mothers who have gone before us. For their love, sacrifice, struggle, and joy, we thank you. Lord, we remember the mothers of Scripture who are a part of our story, as we are a part of your story. For their courage, faith, love, and fierceness, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. We gather on Mother's Day, but we remember we are still within the season of Eastertide, so we are going to hear words of Jesus that are words found at the end of the Gospel of Luke, words he offers just prior to his ascension in the Gospel of Luke. I invite us to hear these words. Luke 24, 44 through 53. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you, while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, and the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, we heard Jesus following his resurrection just prior to his ascension, speaking to his disciples. Again, he is raised from the dead. Resurrection has happened. The risen Jesus has shown himself to his disciples who are described as startled and frightened. And he has just previously eaten some broiled fish with them. And in this setting, he shares again that his ministry, while it is new, is also the unfolding of God's story from the beginning. His ministry is the fulfillment of all God has been doing since the time of Moses and the prophets. And he goes on to assure the disciples who may still be trying to understand the suffering and the death of Jesus. That it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. In other words, all that has happened in recent days fulfills the will and purpose of God. It's no accident. It is an account similar to a story not long before this, and in that story more familiar in which Jesus encounters two disciples on the Easter evening. And remember, they don't know that Jesus is raised from the dead, and they don't know that they walk and talk with the risen Jesus. But Jesus, as before the ascension, tells of how his life, suffering, death, resurrection, are all connected to the salvation story God has been writing from the days of Moses, the law, and the prophets. And to all of this, Jesus says, you are witnesses. And he says this just before ascending into heaven. You are witnesses. Well, we may wish he had found something else to tell us. Because while it's true on one level, hearing Jesus tell us we are witnesses may not trouble us, on another level, these words of Jesus, you are witnesses, may trouble us. I say this because this idea of witnessing may trouble us. I remember the experience of 
making home visits with persons from the church and Paul and I attended while I was a seminary student in Richmond. I remember knocking on the doors of some homes in the neighborhood of the church, and the idea being then to invite people to church. And I would stand there knocking as softly as I could, I'm sure, hoping no one would answer. And I know I'm the only one who, not the only one who, who felt that way. And we know that such witnessing, such evangelizing, does not always have the most flattering of associations for us. We think of those who may shout. We may think of those who threaten with the fires of hell. We may think of prosperity, preachers speaking of wealth and success. And we may think of the Elmer, Grant, Elmer Gantry types who, who have preached one way of life while living quite the opposite. Or it may be we think of our own discomfort if, if asked to say the blessing or if asked to teach a class or even to read scripture in public. So for all of the blessing and affirmation we offer to the words of Jesus and to those who may witness as well, we may still find these words discomforting. Especially when we realize we have no option in this matter. We heard what Jesus said, you are witnesses. Understand, Jesus is not saying to those of us who follow him, you might be witnesses. He's not saying, why don't you give some thought as to whether or not you wish to be my witness? I'll wait. No, Jesus crucified, raised from the dead, just before he ascends to the right hand of God the Father, is not saying, see how you feel about confessing faith in me. See how you feel about following me. Jesus is not saying, why don't you just try out this business of following me for a while and let me, let me know what you think of it. No, we hear what Jesus says. You are witnesses. Period. And fortunately, there are those of us who do honor these words of Jesus very well. On this Mother's Day, I remember and am grateful for the witness of my late mother. Though she died over 15 years ago, I and many others are still blessed by this woman. Hers was not a loud, assertive, demonstrative witness. Instead, hers was a faith offering its witness by way of faithfully teaching children's Sunday school for a great number of years. Hers was a faith offering its witness with great patience. Hers was a witness offered in not being concerned about serving herself, but in serving others. So she would ask about you. She would listen to you. She would offer you something to eat, she would put aside all other concerns to visit with you. Everything else could wait. And in all of this, perhaps without realizing she was doing so, my mother was providing a faithful response to the words of Jesus, you are witnesses. I still remember quite well of how we were in the backyard of our home in Harrisonburg one evening. She was tending to her flower bed and as she did so, there were some neighbors who walked by the sidewalk adjacent to our yard. They complimented how nicely my mother's flowers looked. So without saying a word, my mother took her shears and cut a beautiful arrangement of flowers to give to these neighbors. And I didn't say so to her, but I thought to myself, why are you giving them the, the prettiest flowers we have? We've got some a wealth of dandelions here. I'm sure you could give them a bunch of dandelions, but no. 
That was my, not my mother's nature. Her nature was to give her best. And I remember that well. And I remember that she was guided to do that by her faith, by these words of Jesus. You are my witnesses. A witness appropriate not only to this Mother's Day, but also to this day in which we recall the words we speak so frequently in our faith, that Jesus ascended to heaven. Remembering that we are a people of direction, even in this chaotic time, we are gathered within the love and embrace of God, and we are directed to that day when God's victory over all that would oppose him is a victory that all creation shall see. You see, my mother with her witness was joining her faith to that wonderful story that we are a people of direction, that we belong now and always to God, that we are those who share in God's victory over death and over all that would seek to separate us from the love of God. Nothing can alter that truth and nothing can change that witness. But we know, especially now, it's not easy living in this in-between time, this time between the first and the second coming of Jesus. But it is the time in which we get to offer this blessed witness. And while we have recognized the idea of witnessing may trouble us, I hope we can discover by the power of God's Spirit how blessed we are to witness to Jesus and to all that this risen and ascended Jesus is doing within this community of faith even now. So brothers and sisters, I could not be more blessed than to offer this witness to you to find each day blessed opportunity to articulate and to build upon this witness entrusted to us by Jesus. For now and each day we know the words of Jesus are true. We have received power to accomplish great things, to witness to the healing and uniting power of the risen and ascended Christ. So much so that our response to this Christ, as he says this to us, that we are witnesses, is the response, thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us, that we, you have made us witnesses to you, the victorious and risen and ascended Christ. Amen. We respond now to the word as we affirm our faith by way of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead, and buried, and on the third day was raised up from the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. We remember we are called to be people of prayer. Those who ask, seek, and knock. Those who pray without ceasing. And as we are faithful to those words, I invite us to share the prayers of the people. We remember this is a time in which I will offer various petitions of prayer. I will conclude each petition with the words, Lord, in your mercy. And I invite from you the response, hear our prayer. And I invite you to name those concerns upon your heart as we worship. As we conclude the prayers of the people, we then share together in our Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you as people of prayer. 
knowing again that each prayer is an answered prayer, because our desire is to find ourselves in your presence, and as we pray, we know Holy Communion with you. With this faith, Lord, we come to you and pray for the people of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear us, Lord, we pray to you for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we remember to you your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we remember to you the communion of saints, those who surround us even now, and those who lift their voices with ours, praying as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And the Lord keep you now and always. And may the grace and peace of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be yours now and always.